This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the United Soybean Board. Learn more about soybean farmer sustainability efforts in an online webinar on agripulse.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. There's a deal on the debt ceiling. According to media reports, an agreement to add $480 billion to the nation's debt limit will keep the country from default until about December 3rd. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell offered up a short-term extension in negotiations yesterday, a move he says would give Democrats more time to move an increase through reconciliation. But Democrats have been hesitant to take that approach, leaving some uncertainty on how the debt ceiling will be dealt with in the next two months. Some on Capitol Hill hope to see the reconciliation package and infrastructure bills move during that time frame too, but one House Democrat doesn't think that will happen. Kurt Schrader of Oregon is one of the group of moderates who pushed for a September vote on the infrastructure bill, but House progressives blocked the action and withheld their support until the larger and more partisan reconciliation package was also ready for a successful floor vote. Schrader says the current $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill and even some rumored smaller bills are still too expensive. I'm more in the one range, and it would have to be fully paid for. Uh, No gimmicks where we're funding something for part of the year, and then hopefully guilt will keep us funding it, even though it adds to the debt and deficit, and that it's targeted to those that need it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of this stuff that we're doing right now. Last year, we had to take care of everybody. Now, some folks have done quite well during COVID. Gosh, if you're in the construction industry, really good. You're in the restaurant industry, not so good. So let's target it to those that really need the help. He says the bill needs to be fully paid for and would need targeted pay-fors. If we raise revenues, and I'm not against raising some revenues, frankly, the well-to-do have done very good. I think they need to pay their fair share, but you know, let's not do it on the backs of farmers You know, with capital gains taxes, estate taxes, those types of things. Let's be smart about this uh, going forward. So uh, so I think there's a, there's a lot to discuss. I don't see this happening anytime soon. Uh, this part of the package may take months yet to go. He says he's frustrated with the delays to the infrastructure vote and says House leadership went back on a commitment to move the bill. There's more from Schrader in our Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. Upcoming federal investments in meat processing will also include criteria to judge the viability of business models. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack was before the House Ag Committee today for a hearing focused on the livestock industry. He said the upcoming $500 million USDA program to expand processing capacity needs to have a lasting impact. I've asked for assistance from folks who uh, work in the private sector to assist us as we formulate this effort to make sure that we are making wise decisions and not putting people in a situation where they are bound to fail. That's not the point here. The point is we want folks to succeed. He said there may be funding offered not just for construction, but also for those looking for assistance in maintaining their businesses in the early years of operation. More details are expected from that program later this year, with the first dollars being distributed in 2022. The hearing also included testimony from a handful of producer leaders speaking on processing capacity and price transparency concerns. Noah Wicks has more in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, U.S. soybeans are headed to a more diverse grouping of export partners. Mac Mitchell with the United Soybean Board says China is important, but it's far from alone in its interest in U.S. soy. We have uh, major markets, not just in in Asia, um, but of course the Latin American halo, a lot of large meal importers there, parts of Southeast Asia, of course. Um, So 
I, what, I, what I'm most excited about here is that one, we're getting to showcase the intrinsic value and the extrinsic value of U.S. soy to a broadening base of uh, global customers here. He says many of those markets are poised for population growth and improved economic prosperity. There's more on U.S. soybeans and the sustainability efforts of the industry in a webinar posted to agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. Visit AgriPulse.com and check out an on-demand webinar that explains how soy organizations promote U.S. farmer sustainability efforts and build global demand for U.S. soy. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.